everyone's story is going to look different. Everyone's recipe for getting to where they're going is going to look different. But I think, and again, kind of reverting back to what I spoke to earlier about giving talks about doing what both you and I have done, which is flip the table on our freaking life and every bit of security and going full in after something. That is a way. That is a way. And there's the world of and. We, we are able to also operate in the world of and, which is doing that. And if there is something else that will allow you to, without, like you said, without squashing you or taking up too much of your time, but if you can find that sweet spot of having something that allows you to maintain that level of security so that you can build what you're building from a more pure place, like, hell yeah, man. Welcome to the Travel Not to Escape podcast. I'm your host, Jelene on the go, solo female traveler and creative entrepreneur. Think of me as your skydive instructor, empowering you to take the leap into solo travel to push past your fears and transform your life. Join me every Tuesday as we explore the world of solo travel with purpose and discover how you can use it for your personal transformation, learn how to make meaningful connections around the world, and reignite your spirit of play. We aren't just talking about traveling to find ourselves anymore. We're all about doing the work to understand who we authentically are, breaking through our limiting beliefs, and taking the leaps to manifest lives we are excited about. Through interviews, solo episodes, and meditations, each episode is packed with practical tips, strategies, and inspiring stories from guests who have transformed their lives through solo travel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or just starting out on your journey, the Travel Not to Escape podcast is here to inspire and empower you to solo travel with purpose. Strap on your helmet. We're about to jump headfirst into the journey of a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey there, my beautiful navigators. Very quickly before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you a question. You've been listening to these episodes for a while now. And I'm sure the thought has come into your mind of maybe I can go too. And if you have been itching to go on your own solo travel trip, but you still feel that nagging self-doubt hold you back, then let me help you break free from all of those doubts and embrace your solo travel journey. I'm excited to share. I have five open spots for this month to work with me one-on-one on your solo travel confidence. What does this look like? So we're going to meet together for four sessions and go over exactly what's holding you back and create strategies to overcome those fears, review your itinerary to make sure it's optimized for the transformation that you want to have and that it's safe and aligned with your values and your needs for connection. And we'll create your confidence toolkit. So you'll have all the tools and resources that you need to address these concerns and challenges and things that might arise, such as language barriers, navigation, anxieties. Lastly, we're going to meet after your trip is over for a reintegration session, and we'll go over all of the lessons that you learned and make sure that you incorporate all of those learnings back into your life so you can return and become the version of you that you want to be. So if you're ready to transform your uncertainty to empowerment, book your free session with me now and let's get you on this confidence building journey together. The link is travelnotsescape.com slash confidence and will also be in the show notes. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome Travel Not to Escape Navigators. I'm so excited to have my guest Lindsay Dukes here today. Lindsay is the founder of The Medicine Connective and she is an experienced curator. She's an avid world traveler, adventurer, 
Uh, and she's been trained in heartwork, breathwork, and meditation facilitation. And I'm really, really excited to dive into her story. She's done so much change and risk and transformation in her life. And it's been a while since we've even chatted um, one-on-one. Uh, we met uh, in 2018 in person in Austin, and that's where she's at right now. I'm currently in the Philippines, and we have so much to catch up on. Thank you so much for coming on, Lindsay. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. And I, I know your story is going to resonate with so many people. Like it still is one of the things that resonates with me from when you told me that story. And it's like, oh my God, like someone's doing these big changes. Like I can too, like it's okay. Right. So, okay. Before we dive into all of that, I want to chat and ask you a question about play. And this helps me get to know my guests a little bit more uh, better in a fun way. And so what is or was your favorite childhood activity? So I was an only child um, <laughs> and I'm double Gemini, Sagittarius rising. So I'm just Ooh. like air <laughs> and fire and wondering. So honestly, we we lived on a street that dead end. And I, I guess I, I was born in 86. So it was still like safe for us to just go play. And <laughs> my dad would whistle when it was time to come home. Right. So my favorite thing oh, wow. to do, whether we were at home or like traveling somewhere, my parents would let me roam. So I used to love like just wandering out into the forest and collecting like sticks and rocks or like bringing things Ooh. to make potions with. Or I had what my mom called my treasure drawer in my room that was just really full of a lot of random shit, like <laughs> rocks and sticks and leaves. And it's hilarious now that like not much has changed. Like I still just love to wander around and collect things. But really to answer your questions, like anything that required imagination, anything that required imagination, like pretend time, like, yes. Um, but yeah, just being outside and wondering. Okay, so a few things are coming up for me right now. Laura, so there's eight different play styles and it's uh, really cool to understand what your play style, your play personality is. And it's one of the ways that I help people reintegrate play back into their life, right? Like let's touch back into that inner child, what lit you up when you were younger and let's find those similar types of things as adults. And so as you're talking, definitely the exploration play style. I think that that's a common theme with solo travelers specifically, of course, because, you know, we're traveling because we, we love it and we are lit right. up. So you are an explorer, but the other two things that I love to see as well, and I've only had one other person on with this play style is a collector play style. And she's actually also a holistic explorer. <laughs> so I wonder if there's something there. Probably. Um, it's like returning yeah. to our roots. Yes, exactly. Like she loved collecting insects and like studying the insects that she would find uh, on her on her explorations while she was wandering around outside as well. Um, but you so also fun. have you mentioned uh, the imagination, which is a little bit of a, a storyteller. So you kind of have a combination, a, a beautiful tapestry of storytelling, exploration and collector. Uh, collector of experiences, curator of experiences, right? So this all this all makes sense for you. <laughs> Hi, I'm the smile on my face is huge right now. I'm like, oh my god, this is totally manifested yeah. in my adult life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love that you started with like, that question. Yeah, because we uh, we are already who we are when we're born, and hundred percent. This like everything that you know we live through on top of that, all the expectations, all the pressures. Those are the things that help like disconnect us 
from ourselves. And so in this path, yep. yeah, this path of transformation is so important. Let's get back in touch to who that little person, little it's child was. Step that one. Enjoyed. Yep. Yes, exactly. And then let's burn see, it all down so your, you can remember who you are. Exactly. Is your life similar to what made you light up when you were younger? And it seems like for you, after all of the changes, you are <laughs> <you're> there. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into those changes. I've been I've been teasing those changes for a while. Okay, so let's dive let's in. What was your uh, just give me a little bit of a background on like where you grew up uh, initially, where you're from, and then how you started solo traveling. Totally. So the short version, because I <laughs> the storyteller really comes out strong sometimes, and I can give you every detail, and I forget that not everybody needs or wants that. It's not necessary to the story. Um, so. Born and raised in Texas, um, lived in a really small town during some of the formative years, like 12 to 18. We lived in the big town of Caldwell, Texas, um, on a big cattle ranch. And like looking back, it's beautiful now. But at that time as a teenager, I was just, I could not freaking wait to get out of this stupid (laughs) small town and go do something cool. Um, so the day that I could move into dorms at Texas state, I did. So that's where I went to university, um, graduated in three years, not to overachieve. I just didn't want to go home to my hometown yeah. during the breaks or summer. So I just never stopped going to school. Um, and then it's almost like from that point on, life didn't slow down for the next 10 years. I just, I hopped straight into corporate America at 21 because I, I graduated like days after I turned 21. Went straight into corporate America, bought my first house at 23, was married by 24. Like, I didn't just want to check the boxes on the checklist. I wanted to check them faster than anybody else and (laughs) do all these things, right? It's just, yeah. So I, I took this beautiful list that's like laid out for us, especially in the Western world and did it, all of it and did it well and did it quickly. And so I did all of these (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So all of it just very quickly. I I, I just wanted to do everything by the book. And so it's like, I'm, I'm blowing through life. I'm, you know, making great money in my twenties, like more than I should have been making at the time. And then by 28, 29, I found myself sitting on the kitchen floor one night, my husband wasn't home. And I was like, you know, why am I working this job that I don't I don't love by any means. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it to buy all of the shit in this house? Like, why do I even need all the things in this house? Is it just to keep up with or impress my friends? And it was like, do I even really like these friends? Or are they just people that I've known for the last, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. years? And so that's, those just are my friends. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, do I even like my husband and I was like oh my god like (laughs) it was just like this series of internal questioning by myself on the kitchen floor one night and the answer was like obviously my internal like self was just like no 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 and I was just like oh god oh god what do I do uh because it was very obvious for me in that moment that I was not living a life that was in full alignment with what I should be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell, what I should be doing was, 
but I was very clear in that moment that whatever I was doing wasn't it. And I imagined myself continuing to live that exact life for the next, you know, 20 to 40 years. And I was like, there has to be more to life than this. Like, this is garbage. I won't do this for the rest of my life. I was like, okay, so I can either, you know, I don't know if you want to edit this out. Like I can either smoke a bowl and go to bed and pretend like I didn't just have this very, very real conversation with myself or I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to do something. And so it was almost like I, I just had this super clear moment after getting very real with myself there on the kitchen floor, just through tears. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew what I was not going to do. And it was continue doing any of those things that I was currently doing in my life. And so over the next year and a half, it was almost as though if I was not brave enough to leave one of those things, it was kindly plucked from my path. And so over the next year and a half, so between 28 and a half and 30, I left my marriage. I left my house and everything in it. I left my job. I kind of disconnected from a lot of the people that I was hanging out with. And my job was the last thing that I left. Let me be honest. And it was only because Hawaii was one of my territories at the time. So I was going out there every three weeks for like a week or two at a time. And I was like, oh, this is so hard to let go of. Like that was the one thing I was like, God, because it was my travel bug was already there. And that was like my one outlet, you know? And so I'll never forget. I was in Oahu in Honolulu And I got a meeting invite at like 5 a.m. And it was from HR and it was like 350 people on the list. And I was like, oh God, what is this? And it turns out they they were downsizing. And so they were creating 28 new positions that all of us could go after. Um, And I, I, without sounding arrogant, like I knew the Texas position would have been mine. I'd been there long enough. Like I, I knew that. But I had this thought. I was like, you know what? I've been asking for this. I had been at this company for almost nine years. And I was like, I wonder what happens if I choose to walk. And so I asked, I was like, okay, if I interview and I get the position and I say, no, I decline. Am I eligible for severance? And they were like, no, but if you don't interview at all, you're eligible for severance. And I was like, this is the last piece of the puzzle. This is literally what I asked for. Am I going to be brave enough to accept this invitation that the universe has kindly placed on my lap? I was like, okay, I have no choice but to do it. And it was going to continue to pay me for the next like six to eight months as though I was still working. I was like, okay, that's time to figure it the fuck out. Like, that's fine. So the day that severance was deposited into my account, the first thing I did was book two trips. I booked one to Bali and one to Iceland. I wanted to get as far out of my comfort zone as humanly possible in two complete different directions. Um, And I booked them through a company called Under 30 Experiences, which I had heard about through a friend. I was actually a singer songwriter for a while and my drummer's uh, sister-in-law worked for under 30. She was one of the first um, guides yeah. that they had. I know. So random. So I booked these two trips. I go to Bali and it completely changes so many aspects of my life. Like I had already just, you know, burned so much of my life to the ground. And mm-hmm. there was another piece, like I was born and raised um, heavily in the Christian church, Methodist. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a worship leader at the time, like the girl on stage every Sunday with a guitar and a band 
sing about Jesus, which I mean, will always be a part of my upbringing and who I am. Um, but all of that to say, there were certain aspects of that that hadn't always set fully right with me um, mm-hmm. or didn't feel like fully aligned. And it was like for the first time being thrown into a culture where they couldn't have had a religious framework further from what I had known, yet were some of the most beautiful, kind, compassionate, and welcoming people. It just confirmed what I already had kind of like underlying issues with being a representative in the church like that. And so when I got back from that trip, I was like, wow, like I cannot be up on stage every Sunday. So it just stripped another part of my life away that I hadn't even realized needed to be stripped at that point. So it's like that, that deconditioning process we kind of touched on at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It was like, I got thrown into that without having a clue of what I was doing. And that was the last piece of deconditioning that needed to be kind of stripped for me to start figuring things out. And so that felt like that was the close of that phase. And a couple of months later, I went on the Iceland trip and I will never forget coming home from that trip. I was standing in my mom's living room, just weeping like the same type of tears that I was weeping on the kitchen floor that night. But this time, instead of knowing what I didn't want, I, it was like, I had this moment of clarity of what I did want or some aspects of my life that I was very clear on. And I was like, I don't know what it all looks like, but all I know is I have to travel. I have to be deeply steeped in culture. I have to meet strangers and have deep, meaningful conversations and just keep learning and keep growing. And my God, I wish that was a job, but uh, like, that's not a real job. And so I just started laughing and it was, I just kind of left it. I left it at that. I I spoke it and then was like, huh, that'd be cool. And the one thing I was clear on, I was like, okay, like, I do think it would be important for me to take some steps toward designing my life around, um, at least being able to work remotely. Right. Mm -hmm. So at the time, um, I had started, I'd gotten my CPT to be a, a trainer. So I was working at a couple of gyms around Austin and, um, I had a friend, we were just kind of like bouncing ideas off of each other. And she was like, dude, what if you did fitness retreats? Like nobody's really doing that. And this was years ago. And so I was like, huh, okay, like, let's freaking do it. Like, let's start a website, do branding, everything. So we did. And I was like, okay, let me hop on a call with some of the founders of Under 30 Experiences and see if this is even something that I could handle. Like, let me see if they would allow me to pick their brains. And so mm-hmm. um, they did. And they had just launched their custom experiences division. And they were like, actually, we're we'd love to kind of pilot this program with you where we run the background and logistics for mm. yoga instructors, fitness instructors, you bring your people show up and we take care of everything else. And I was like, that's freaking amazing. Like let's ride. Yeah. Cause I was already yeah. a diehard under 30 experiences fan at that point. Cause it had changed yeah. my life. Yeah. So we ran that trip and then through that experience, um, I brought on, you know, a lot of other people that were wanting to do the same thing. And through that experience, I ended up, oddly enough, getting hired by Under 30 Experiences um, in their marketing department. Because they they were like, God, we would love to bring you on full time, but like we don't really have a position for custom experiences, but we are hiring for this marketing position. But they knew me as a singer-songwriter and a fitness instructor. And I was like, Well, <laughs> fun fact about me, guys, my whole life before you knew me was business and my degrees in marketing. They're like, no way. And so I mean, literally. And this has been a theme throughout my life since I was brave enough to 
burn everything down and be open to what felt aligned is just being open to these breadcrumbs that have shown up along my path. And if they feel good, um, I'm like, oh yeah, that needs to be picked up. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'm like, mm, there's something there that needs to be explored. And so that's how I ended up at Under 30 Experiences. And so I worked there for almost four years. And so I started marketing, but then ended up trip leading for the majority of 2018. And then ended up heading up the custom experiences division and then was director of communications. And so my experience there really set me up to be able to do what I'm doing now, which I didn't know at the time. I just, I was, and I still will forever love under 30 experiences and everything about them. Like that is family. I am forever grateful for everything. Still have great relationships with everyone. Um, so I, I got exposure to a lot of the different aspects of like the travel industry from that side. And um, so in 20, late 2019, I had this like internal pull. It was like September, 2019. And it was like that, that it was time for me to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I know this feeling. I know this is the feeling that's like led me to everything beautiful over the last, you know, four or five years, but what? Like, I don't want to leave here. Why would I leave here? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it was like the day that I made the decision that I needed to be open to something else. I was driving home from work that day, stopped at a stoplight because I couldn't be bothered to be bored for more than 10 seconds, open Facebook <laughs> at the stoplight. <laughs> and the first post that I see is from a friend that's about hiring for a position at her job. It's in tech. And it was for a technical writing position. I was like, well, that sounds boring as fuck. But uh, (laughs) is it coincidental that it just showed up in my lap right now at this very moment? Like, Mm -hmm. feels like I should at least explore it without any expectation. And so long story short, that ended up turning into a job offer that I was offered January 2020. But I was adamant about not beginning until March 2020. Um, just because I, at that point, wore so many hats at under 30, I wanted to make sure that everything was in order, that everybody knew where everything was before I left. I wanted there to be a buffer. Like I was not just going Mm -hmm. to flip a table and leave. I I just couldn't do that. And so they were willing to wait. And so I started, and the dates are important for this reason. So I started that new position in tech, fully remote, making more than double what I was making at under 30 experiences. So now I have the means to travel by myself. Yeah. I accept March 2nd, 2020. One week after that, COVID becomes a major thing and the international travel industry shuts down completely. I got so many phone calls, texts, and FaceTimes that day. Like, how did you know? Like, how did you know? And I was like, look, I... I didn't know anything. I just knew I've learned to listen to that internal nudge yeah. and to follow these breadcrumbs as they come that even if they don't make sense. And so um, the the beautiful part of that was I evaded getting laid off essentially. Um, and yeah. I'm now in a, was in a beautiful position to, you know, <clears throat> be able to travel, work remotely. So COVID didn't really affect me much in that way since I was already working remotely. What did suck is that now I I couldn't travel. So there were like eight or nine months of 2020 where like all of us, we were stuck. And Mm -hmm. so now for the first time in, you know, five years at that point, 
yes, I was making more money, but for the first time I was so dissociated from any kind of meaning in my job again. And for a while I felt like a freaking sellout. It was like, I've given talks on flipping the table on your life, leaving your nine to five and going full on into your dream. And now here I am chasing a paycheck again. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yes, I see the blessing in you know, having a job right now, but what the fuck? Like I was depressed because I was just like, this doesn't have any meaning. And I just spent like eight months just being feeling like a sellout, being really sad, not fully understanding where I was or why I was there um, because things were just like not going to plan. I wasn't traveling. I was freaking stuck. Mm -hmm. And so once uh, domestic travel kind of opened up a bit more, it became, you know, you weren't frowned upon for traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably like early October 2020, where I was like, I don't need to know the end result, but I need to know a next step. Like there has to be something because I'm feeling like I was when I was stuck in my life and there has to be more meaning somewhere. And I just remember kind of like praying before I went to bed or really more like yelling at (laughs) the universe (laughs) guides, my roommate's cat. Like, I don't know anybody who would freaking hear me at that point. I was like, I'm not happy. Like, what's the point of any of this? Like, I don't need to know the end, but just give me the next step. Just give me the next step. And I go to bed and I wake up like not just wake up. I like jolt awake and I look at my phone to see what time it was. Cause usually when that happens, it's around the three, three thirty timeframe. Mm-hmm. And just as expected, it was like three on the dot. And I was like, of course, and I was like, it's so annoying. And again, by habit, I go to Facebook. And the first thing I see is a story from a new friend that is about this retreat. Um, pause because an important thing. I had had this one weekend in November saved to travel. I thought I was going to go see one of my old mentors, November 5th through 7th. I'd had it saved for months. The only reason I hadn't bought a ticket is at the time my mentor and his wife were um, splitting their time between Florida and Tennessee. And so I wasn't sure where they were going to be yet. So I hadn't bought a ticket, but that was the weekend I had saved to go travel. So I wake up, I see this Facebook story about this retreat. And wouldn't you believe that it's a retreat called the remembering retreat in Sedona and it's happening November 4th through 7th. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I literally asked for the next step before I went to sleep. This is the one weekend I have saved to go somewhere. And this is the first thing I see when I wake up, I was like, this feels like another breadcrumb. Wow. And so I wake up out of bed and I just, am kind of like praying about it. And, um, I ended up going to Barton Springs at like 4.30 a.m. just because I was like, I don't know, this feels really important, but this is a big decision. Like, this is kind of a lot of money for me at the time. What do I do? And I call my mom and she was like, you have to go. And if you need help getting there, like, I'll I'll pay for you to go. And I was like, wow. I'll pay you back someday. This feels wow. like the move. And so I did. So I went to that retreat and met the the facilitator whom I'd never met before, we immediately resonate. Like from the moment that we met, we were just like, I see you. Like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're, there's something here. Um, 
And by the end of that retreat, she, of course, had heard everything about me working in international travel. And uh, she was like, we were driving to the airport on the last day. And she was like, what would it look like to take something like this internationally? And I was like, not only does this excite every single cell in my body, but I know exactly how to do this. Like the last four years of my life have prepped me to know exactly how to do this. I was like, give me three weeks to create a new LLC and let's ride if you're down. And so we tapped on human design before we started the recording. Um, Mm. But it's really beautiful looking back and now the way that we operate our business now um, to see how it is when everybody's acting in accordance to their design. So she's a manifester. Her job is to have the ideas, have the creation and inform. She did exactly that. She had an idea. She was like, what would this look like? I and my generator self showed up for something that excited every single fiber in my being. Um, And it just grew from there. And so our whole thing from that, oh, sorry, that's how we started the Medicine Connective. (laughs) That's that's the birth story of the Medicine Connective. Um, So we ran our first retreat March, 2021. 2021. So we ran three retreats our first year with no expectation. We're just doing this because we freaking love it. Um, And our powers combined just create this really beautiful container for massive amounts of transformation in a very short amount of time. Um, And my whole thing from the beginning was I didn't ever want it to feel um, like, like it ever was coming from a place of scarcity. So I was like, I will keep my day job for as long as it takes. And I vowed to not pay myself for the first three to five years so that everything could grow with the highest level of integrity and purity. And we can keep the main thing, the main thing, which is the magic that happens on the trip so that we're not stressing out, you know, whether three people or 15 people show up to the trip that we believe that the right people magnetize to each experience and each hold some kind of medicine for somebody else on the the trip Mm -hmm. usually comes up in the form of triggers. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how all of that happened. So all of that to say, I still have my day job. Okay. So I still work full time, but I work fully remotely. And part of me coming over to the company that I'm at now is being very open and honest about that. I mean, like, look, Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to bend on my lifestyle as long as I can work from anywhere at any time and, you know, do my job. Um, happy to, happy to do it. So So yeah, so I still have my nine to five and we run the Medicine Connective. So we're just kind of growing slowly and surely. And instead of having, because everything in me as a, you know, business person, that's my role in everything in operations. um, Like I've been taught that we need to have a plan. We need to have a plan to scale. We need to have five-year plan, 10-year plan. But I was like, what if for at least the first five years, instead of going that route, we nourish this almost as a child. Mm. And we just gave it the love and the attention and the nourishment that it needs to grow into whatever it is supposed to be. If that ends up being something big down the road, cool. If it's only meant to be this small thing, these small containers for a couple of years, that's also cool. I'm here for that. 
Um, so I think releasing a lot of the pressure around it having to be something and having to be a primary source of income has allowed it to grow in ways that we would have never imagined. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Oh gosh. Okay. I have so, I have cried. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> like, you I just talked for like 30 minutes straight. So let me be quiet and let you ask me a question. <laughs> Oh my god! That's no, the storyteller is, coming out. That's the storyteller. No, but it's it's amazing, and I uh, like I've I've been like tears coming down uh, as you're explaining your transformation story because I I see myself in in all the parts that you went through. Also, your solar return for those that are like on the woo woo side like us. Oh my god! Your it solar was hectic. Return. My shit, everything burned. My solar return came in oh hot. My god. My God, yeah. And yeah. you're like 20, 28, 29. I'm like, oh yeah, that's those are the years. Oh yeah, the- <laughs> we were in it. Or no, no, sorry, the we Saturn, Saturn return. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and wow, yeah, the burning everything to the ground, having the courage mm-hmm. to continue to strip away things in your life, start to let go, and only in that place of clarity—not even clarity of you know what you want, but in just like. You have nothing holding you down, burdening you, taking up space in your life. That's that's when right. you finally can see the breadcrumbs. The breadcrumbs are probably already circling around you. Like, hey, when do we have a chance to like get in there? Totally. It's like you're no, you're you're too full. You can't you can't see beyond the cloud of this life, this bubble that you created. But once all of that right. popped, then it's like, oh wait, I can see what was outside just hovering for me. Right. And so it's, it's like the experience. gets to be magical yeah and i love that you continued following that even in times when the you know those feelings of am i selling out am i you know like getting completely saying no or turning my back on this person that loves to travel that wants to help people with their changes but yet i'm over here you know working a corporate job like it there's reasons for everything and i also love the fact that like I'm in that same boat right now where it's like, how, how do I keep this vision alive, this version alive while also, you know, not smothering it with the pressure, right? Right. And so I think, and this is only because I've gone to both sides and there is no right way, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's story is going to look different. Everyone's recipe for getting to where mm-hmm. they're going is going to look different. But I think, and again, kind of reverting back to what I spoke to earlier about giving talks about literally doing what both you and I have done, which is flip the table on our freaking life and every bit of security and going full in after something. That is a way. That is a way. Yeah. And there's the world of and. We we are able to also operate in the world of and, which is doing that. And if there is something else that will allow you to, without, like you said, without like squashing you or taking up too much of your time. Mm -hmm. But if you can find that sweet spot of having something that allows you to maintain that level of security so that you can build what you're building from a more pure place, like, hell yeah, man. Why would we say no to that? Hell yeah. yeah. And I, and I love like, you know, it took us a a bit to to, to reschedule this uh, interview, but I think that I was meant to hear your message right now myself, mm. right? Timing is everything. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow. Mm. Okay. I'm like really glad I'm hearing that because even for me, it's a very, 
like reaffirming of like there's different ways there's different avenues as long as you know where you want to go and you're you're working towards that like the the path in between could be a little rocky it could be a little up and down you could go back oh it's gonna be look (laughs) it's gonna be rocky and you're gonna go backwards no matter which path you decide to take let me tell you yeah yeah like that's scared that's the only thing i know (laughs) for sure shit's gonna get rocky (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. And I love that you you share all the, the ups and downs and, and that process because, you know, on social media, you, you might only see like the beautiful website or like the photos of like all of these beautiful things that you get to work on. You're like, oh my God, that that's what I want. But it's like, you don't get to hear the sitting at the kitchen contemplating your life and getting rid of everything or like you know making like sitting at the stoplight and like allowing those pings to come to you and and say okay what does it look like if I did this so thank you for for sharing that raw background because it's it's very like that's this the purpose of this podcast even right like everyone wants to have a purpose-driven life but if you're only seeing the polished after photo then how does anyone get empowered to do all the dirty work to get there that's why i showed up like this today guys (laughs) for those of you who can't see me right now i'm no makeup looking raggedy in a hoodie raw honest (laughs) here we are that's just just it's where we are it's late and i didn't have it in me The message, the message is is here. It's what's important, and I appreciate you showing up in all all the ways. <laughs> um, I want to dive in. Oh my god! Oh, I was like, I was like typing up notes, and I'm like, okay, I want to ask that, and I want to ask that. But really, I think that um, one of the things I really want to focus on too is is what you're doing now um, with your job and the transformations that you're creating, because you you had all the ups and downs and, and crazy things that you had to personally get rid of, bring into your life. And then now you are helping others do something similar. And you uh, mentioned that you've kind of gone through a spiritual journey as well with learning meditation techniques, learning human design, learning other different ways of facilitation and heart and breath work. Um, I want to understand the process that you went through in learning all those techniques, the ones that resonated the most with you. And then Uh, now the magic sauce that you help others with. Totally. So I think jumping on the spiritual path for me um, started when I was leading trips for under 30 experiences and was leading trips in Bali for Mm, a long time. So it was like I had this big transformation in 2016 after my trip there. And then by actually the next summer, 2017, I led my first trip there, but then spent a lot of time there in 2018 Mm -hmm. and um, met, you know, several different teachers. And just for me, um, everything's always been led with curiosity. There's like something I'm curious about and I want to learn more. And then I just fall down a hole. Um, And that goes for, for everything. So that when it started for me studying like the spirituality of, yoga and then like um like buddhist hinduism since i was in bali and finding teachers around that and wanting to be a part of ceremony and ritual and understand you know who we're praying to and why and what this you know ceremony is for and why and i mean then after being so steeped in it there then i was like well i want to know this about everywhere like i i want to know what you're 
rituals and spiritual practices and beliefs are all across the world. And so that's what I'm doing a lot of the time in my downtime as I'm traveling is connecting with different spiritual leaders um, and learning as much as I possibly can. Kind And I kind of use that same operating system of following the breadcrumbs, knowing that the right teachers will follow my path at the right time mm-hmm. and pursuing it when they show up. And that's come in so many different forms over the last five years. So, um, yeah, God, I don't even I, know where to start. It's just like yeah. anywhere I am, I dive into the spirituality of that particular place. And I love that you started yeah. off. I actually just spent four months living in Bali because my <sighs> first time was celebrating my 30th birthday in Ubud on an under 30 trip. Oh, um, with Anga, right? Like, yes! <laughs> like how does life change? That's I'll my go- brother, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll link his info in the show notes because he's just a, an amazing soul. Um, oh and my God, the, what an angel. Uh, and like getting rooted in his community and him sharing his culture and just their way of life and just the, honestly, like the kindness and compassion and the welcoming spirit, like it Dude. stuck with me. Next Ubud, level. Right? Yeah, and so I, I came back uh, when I needed to do some more healing um, a few months ago and stayed for four months. And it's a very spiritual place. And it's just such a, a good place, as you said, to be curious and to yeah. learn more. Uh, every morning, they're they're doing ceremonies and lighting incense and giving offerings to the gods. Who are the gods? Mm-hmm. And why is it that they're, you know, because the island is less the specific city you feel the energy as soon as you walk right. in you're for me it's like a tingling feeling or you're just like totally feel so nourished from the inside out and I love that that's what started you off because that I was like yeah Bali that's the one <laughs> there's a reason totally and so so that's how we kind of pick our locations now not to say that it's like fully driven by me obviously we take you know, suggestions into consideration when we get feedback from travelers of like where you would want to go. But um, Mm -hmm. we usually build trips around when I'm traveling, having those types of feelings. Like when I show up somewhere and I'm like, oh, it's this again. Mm -hmm. What can I learn here? What could I, what could I bring other people to experience here? That's what a lot of our trips are based on is like deep cultural immersion and with that lens of spirituality. Ah, I love it so much. Yeah. And I know you have trips. In, you just came back from Costa Rica. I know you do trips in Bali. You do trips in Guatemala, uh, yeah. Ireland, Iceland. Dude. Yeah. So this year, um, Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, which mm. actually was the second place that I had ever felt that feeling. Again, the same really feeling as in Ubu. <laughs> but it's you, girl, you have to. So it's it's like such a spiritual vortex um but through like a mayan lens so getting to yeah it's so it's it's so beautiful um so yeah so we will be there in april we will be back in bali in july we'll be in peru in august we'll be in ireland in september and iceland in october late october early november so those are the five that we're running this year yeah and how big are the groups that you run? Small. So we cap all of our groups at 15 or less, depending on the location. Like Bali, we cap at 11, just yeah. because it's certain places or it's mm-hmm. easier to have smaller groups. Smaller. So 
Bali is the smallest one of 11. And then we cap everything else at 15. That makes a lot of sense. I personally, when I've gone on group tours, and I actually have only ever really done under 30 as a group tour the rest of the time I'm solo traveling. Um, but I like the fact that it's a small group because once it starts to get around the 15 to 20, I don't know the people who are on the trip. Like I, exactly. I can really understand and meet 10 to 15. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And a lot of our work is like group sessions. So we usually have two to three workshops that occur throughout the duration of the trip. So think kind of like, so you've been on under 30 trips. So we have all of the culture, the adventure. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of our culture is again, through that lens of spirituality and like ritual and being a part of ceremony within these local communities. Um, but also with the workshops. So we're doing group work two to three times throughout the trip, plus the daily yoga, breath work, meditation practices. So, and like more intentional opportunities for connection throughout the trip. Yeah. So it's like under 30 with more intention on top. Yeah. That's, that's actually my purpose is I have met uh, through this process of solo traveling for like a decade now and then full-time three years post COVID doing the digital nomading. I, I have met a lot of people and I was this person myself that's like, oh, let's just party. Let's stay in a hostel. Let's just go and like meet a bunch of people. And like, I don't need to sleep. I just need a bed. And, and that's kind of the mentality. And then, <laughs> and then you ask yourself like, oh, why am I lonely? Why am I burnt out? Why do I hate my life? Because you do this and then you go back home to your life maybe that you're surrounded with a relationship, friends and a house and material items you don't really care for and then you're just like perpetually unhappy when you leave and when you come back like you're just kind of in distraction modes and I I realized this for myself and it's in that process of change I was like oh my god everyone needs to know this it's like when you ask that question of like why am I lonely why am I unhappy it's like well you just you take that version of yourself and you brought it onto the trip and then you just add a bunch of alcohol on it and well there you go and then what's the point what are you really working on like, what's the point? And right. that's the question that has haunted me. That's always the question that haunts me is like, what's the point in life? What's the point in what you're doing? And like, it's that little whisper that keeps asking, like, what's right. the point in this? And thank you for creating a beautiful space where people can have the downtime and also the support and the different tools and resources to just have these transformations and also enjoy themselves, right? It sounds like there's some totally where you're traveling and you're seeing and meeting people. Yeah, our whole our whole thing, and it's actually our our tagline is deep work and deep play. So Ooh, it's like this whole that. human experience <laughs> is equal parts deeply important and meaningful and sacred and fleeting and silly, and we take it too fucking seriously. Like it gets to be both. It gets to be sacred and a joke. It gets to be serious and silly. Like we don't, it, it's all of it. Right. And so and, yes. we recognize that as well. So we'll go into very deep, beautiful, intentional conversations and come out and be absolute idiots. Like my entire team, <laughs> that's like a thing that's an absolute must. If you can't be an absolute idiot just goofball and not care about what anybody else thinks then it's not gonna work because it ain't that serious (laughs) yeah yeah I love that because one of the other things I noticed too as I was starting to travel was like you meet a bunch of people 
But everyone, of course, when you're traveling, a lot of people are running away from themselves or having some type of like big life change that they're mulling over yeah. about to be over. So there's a lot of trauma bonding that happens and you don't even realize that that's what's happening. Because you're like, oh yeah, I'll see you. And then you like end up spending like five days with a friend. And the only thing you're talking about is just like how miserable your lives are, all the things that like happen and why you're on this trip. And like, it just it just feels heavier and heavier and heavier. And like, I went on these yeah. uh, trips and, and met some people and I, and then I remembered, I was like, when was the last time I laughed? And I couldn't remember. It had been like months since I had actually had like a fun belly filled carefree laugh. And that was like the, the point where I realized, Oh my God, like, I don't think we're actually friends. I think we're just each other's therapists. And this is why I feel awful every time we hang out. And it was like right. a combination of the friends that I could laugh with, that I could blow bubbles with and twirl into the ocean with and have those deep, meaningful conversations. Those were the ones that like made me feel alive. And I think our like the better balanced connections anyway so amazing absolutely create that in your in your program what are some of the so like for example in bali um like what are the some of the the tools and resources and um like things that you all do to bring about some of those transport transformations yeah so i mean um like i kind of alluded to the workshop so we'll have workshops that align with that particular theme so each retreat has a theme um, I think for Bali this year, since we're talking about Bali is limitless joy. So mm-hmm. all of our workshops will have something to do around joy and like not putting boundaries on ourselves around joy. So, um, so I have facilitators that do that part. So that's like mm-hmm. other team. I'm like business operations and like tag team in on workshops sometimes yeah. and, <laughs> um, lead things sometimes, but really that's like why they're there. Um, mm-hmm. So that, but then we do a lot of what are called like authentic relating activities. So facilitating these deep conversations, um, a lot of them are like paired in two. So we'll have like a broader conversation, whether it's journal prompts or things to think about and then pair people together to talk more deeply. So while we're creating like a group container intimacy, we're also creating intimacy between individuals on the trip at the same time um, and further intimacy with ourselves because we all serve as such beautiful mirrors for each other. And we actually set the stage at opening circle during all of our retreats around um, that it's like you're having your own individual experience and there's a group experience happening. Right. Um, so and they're shared and people are coming at things from different perspectives and it never fails. Like someone will always be triggered by something, whether it's spoken to or not. Like you can't be around a group of 15 people for seven days and not have something come up. where You're like, God, I wish you didn't talk as much or like, God, this person's annoying or why is this happening? And so we offer the invitation from the jump from opening circle, which is if you find yourself being triggered it's probably there for a reason. Like our whole thing is never waste a good trigger. So see if it's possible, if you're able to hold a mirror and be like, what is this bringing up in me within reason? Right? Like no gaslighting happening here. Um, But just so further, further kind of tapping into that intimacy with self. And so all of the workshops are around like diving into ourselves more intimately, connecting with others more intimately, and then connecting with the container more intimately. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's yeah. the thing is like the rephrasing of the, the triggers of like, okay, what, 
why is this person like so for example like i i have the, had this recent thing where i've been trying to make more male friendships male platonic friendships mm-hmm. with straight men because mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of gay guy friends but like straight yeah men. Um, they're safe <laughs> yeah exactly it's safety that's the piece is i didn't realize i had some underlying issues where i was uh protecting myself like my body like my mind everything about me was protecting myself uh and even the energy around me was either affirming the fact that male platonic relationships were unsafe or um not even allowing me to um to Mm -hmm. to select them and so um you know instead of asking so for example i ended up meeting a bunch of um like potential male friends that i wanted you know to get to know and and, but then every time you know they would they would do something that was unsafe you know it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like towards me but like for example i met someone and i was like oh yeah like i do these things about play and solo travel what do you do and i asked him and he was like oh i made an app uh for sex workers it's kind of like uber for sex workers and i was like oh don't think we can be friends <laughs> you know but but then instead of... <laughs> yeah in, in that situation i then had to ask myself okay why did the universe send me this person right what work do i need to do internally in myself to attract a higher level a level of safety in the friendships because i know that that's possible i know that that's uh, you know beautifully out there but i need totally. to do some work in myself so that's it's interesting the beautiful that beautiful awareness yeah it can strike so many things like in that situation curiosity to get to know this person on a deeper level without assuming that it's unsafe right that's one thing and mm-hmm. or like if there are any hard, hard boundaries like learning to speak those in a loving manner mm-hmm. you know so exactly. there's always it always comes back to us like rarely does it come to other it's so rare yeah exactly there's so many lessons even and just like and so in that moment i was like it, it's not about me i could just be curious i could just ask questions and understand Ugh. where they're coming from and then also make the decision in myself on whether or not i want to proceed and then uh, do other internal work in order to then open up my channels to receive what it is I am looking for in a friendship. So totally. there's, there's levels. And I love that you, um, in the containers, that's the other thing, the magic of the containers. And uh, when you're going into these group programs, the people that go in that group that somehow found their way that exact same time as you do, there's a reason, there's a reason. Every, and- every single time the group, is so meant to be even with the, especially with the triggers. I shit you not. Like there's usually one person that's highly triggered by another, but it's always serving such an important purpose. And it's always spoken to by the end of the week. It's like, damn, wow. Wow. Like this was so meant to be. It it always is. It's not us. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just, we just, we just set the stage and trust that the right people show up. And they do. They always do. Like Every somehow, time. And you don't even realize. You're like, how did you even hear about us? And it's like, oh, and random so Facebook random. post that I saw while I was at a stoplight, maybe, right? <laughs> Sitting next to a flight. We had a, a girl find us um, because one of our travelers sat next to her on a flight coming home from one of our trips. Wow. And that prompted her curiosity. And then she started traveling with us since. It's just, it's all so random and not. 
random at all and and not and not exactly and that's that's the beauty and that's the magic of it all um oh my god i i might have to have you on for another episode because i could just chat with you about all the things forever i I want to dive into all of the different spiritual (laughs) modalities as well and like human design in Mm. general i think that that should be a whole episode because that just totally more knowledge about you and what it is that you're meant to be doing in this life mm-hmm. um but i do want to ask uh just a few closing questions that i ask all my guests um yeah so in terms of connection as we were we're chatting and like fostering these deep meaningful connections um where have you met your most meaningful connections and what tips do you have for others that are looking for that as well as they're traveling Oh man, that's a really hard one because I always come away with like the most beautiful friendships and connections. My God, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever traveled somewhere and not come away with like one really solid, either new beautiful friend or meant to be mentor in some way, shape or form. Like it, it always happens. Um, I think most recently for me, if, if anybody that's been following my journeys, seeing that I've spent quite a bit of time in South Africa these days, that's been like a magic point for me lately. I've thoroughly enjoyed diving more into all of the diverse culture that that, that country has to offer, um, deeply rooted spiritual practices, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to head over to South Africa. I also saw you were dancing, was it Zouk? Or what, what, what dance were you learning? Oh, Kisomba. Kisomba. Yeah, that was oh a couple. Yeah, they have, yeah, Cape has a really live uh, dance scene, which um, Eric, that used to work for Under 30 Experiences, we worked together there. I don't know if he, you ever had him as a trip leader. Um, oh, he's the reason I even got into that because he, he oh. was in South Africa at the same time. So we were roommates for a while while we were there and he's a big dancer. And so oh, we went wow, dancing one night and that's where I discovered Kisomba. And I was like, oh my God, this is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Teach me more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, it sounds like the the people that have kind of come into your life and they, you know, um, let me know if this sounds uh, resonates with you. Um, it's once you've done the deeper inner work to be more authentically you, it makes your energy really vibrant and super magnetic and it's it makes it very clear to the other people that would resonate with that authentic you they can see you right away right there's no masks there's no filters and when you're in a room and you walk in it's an immediate like I don't even have to say hi to anyone anymore when I walk in a room like the people come to me like somehow some way and if they don't come to me at that event somehow in the next few days we will see each other and it's always happened and I'm wondering every if that's time kind of the same with you every yeah. single time yeah yep. it's the magic of the inner work is we could we new. could have <laughs> we could have a whole separate session on that and like the physics behind why that actually happens from like a frequency Ooh. level yeah oh. so that's the other thing i dive into so it's like all of these cultural spiritual practices obviously and like learning more from spiritual leaders across the world and like your girl is a nerd when I am oh, home I or have downtime before I go to bed, like you want to know what I'm doing if I'm not sending stupid memes on Instagram, I'm like watching YouTube videos about quantum physics and quantum mechanics and oh. reading books on all of this stuff. So my my like deepest passion and curiosity for years now is like between like, the intersections of spirituality and science. 
Yes. I love that. And oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's a whole other yes, definitely. Yeah, that's a whole other. So that's actually something I'm deeply passionate about because my background's in neuroscience and now I'm in this <sighs> more spiritual realm. And I've been like, there's a link. There's something there, right? Because there's so much, even in studying neuroscience, right? Like the first thing we, we learned was like, yeah, we don't really know. We, we know the structure. We know the synapses and firings and all the things, but like cognition, how you're thinking, like, yeah, we don't really know that. <laughs> so right. Big black hole, right? And it's like, okay, well, that's where spirituality starts to fill in some of the blanks that science does not yet have the answers for in a way that they can in a scientific way, right? Like, is there so much that has to be proven and tested? Uh, But we know it already. So, but it's all acknowledged, right? It's in our (laughs) basic formulas in standard physics, right? Like, they all account Mm -hmm. for for that. Yeah, writing this down, the physics of energy and connection (laughs) yeah let's i would love to have a whole separate conversation on that oh man yeah okay so we're we're diving in because i'm actually diving in why i'm i'm going full in on helping women make meaningful connections while they're traveling i've i've been like kind of trying to figure out like what is my thing what is my thing and i'm like this 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 is just these pings i keep getting and so yeah, I that's definitely stay tuned. That's going to be a future episode. Awesome. <laughs> and okay, so a couple more questions in terms of what your younger self. Mm-hmm. What one question do you wish you could have asked your younger self earlier at the start of your journey that may have opened and started you on and revealed more things like coaching question, Mm. self-reflection question. Yeah. Um, Why? Why Mm. do you believe what you believe? Why do Mm. you act the way you act? Why do you react the way you react? Why do you feel the way you feel? Is it because that's what you are feeling or is that what you've been told you should feel? Is that because Mm. that's what you've been told you should believe? Is this how you've been modeled to act and react Mm. so just I would immediately flip it on myself into self-reflection be like whoa is this actually me or is this just what I've known and Mm -hmm. how like how do I undo all of that so I can figure out who I am and how I actually do feel yeah who does that belong to we get all these voices and then separating those voices from you as a being and realizing oh that's that was that's not my voice (laughs) No. Amazing. Totally. Yeah, amazing question. I think that we don't ask ourselves, we don't sit enough because we're distracted with all the other things in life. We don't ever ask, why am I living this life? Why do why did I want to do what I'm doing now? Why did I Because that's this? it's hard, right? It's hard to mm-hmm. keep to like it's hard to ask hard questions. It's hard to stop mm-hmm. fucking sleepwalking. Yes. Yeah. You don't even realize you're sleepwalking sometimes. <laughs> No, yeah. not until you're, you you encounter someone who maybe for the first time is asking you questions like that, right? Like I've had travelers yeah. that will, will ask simple questions like, like that and they'll be like, damn, I've actually never thought about it. And I'm like, welcome. Here's where we begin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's like, let's, let's are, start with that. Are you answer. down for the ride? <laughs> yeah. And it, it involves a lot of crying. Are you okay with that? <laughs> you can either smoke a bowl and go to bed or come along for the ride. 
or both, whatever you're into. Those are those are the two pills you gotta swallow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> oh, like I said, maybe both. I don't know. For me, it was always like to dissociate. And I was like, everything's fine. Let me just smoke. Yeah. It could be an and equation, right? Well, that's yeah. That's totally in the world of and. <laughs> Okay, perfect. And what is one last tip that you um, would give to women who are traveling solo for the very first time uh, and they're kind of hesitant, not sure mm. they should go, having some, some doubts? What advice would you give them? The world is not as scary as we've been told mm. that it is. Um, be cautious, but be curious. There is a difference between fear and actual danger. Mm-hmm. So when this can go into our science talk, but when we talk about resonance, that if we're walking around all day thinking that something bad is going to happen to us, thinking that because I am a woman, I am a target to be, you know, for someone to steal my things or to try to mm-hmm. attack me, then you're probably going to attract that into your experience. Mm-hmm. And we can, that's a whole other talk that we can go into. Um, but if you choose to go bravely and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to have a great day. It's going to be amazing exploring somewhere new. Again, be aware. Don't just, yeah. you know, be completely unaware when you're in a new place. But if you can go forward being brave and joyous and curious, you will have a much more beautiful experience and open yourself to being surprised and delighted by the human experience overall. Yes. That's amazing. I hundred percent word for word. <laughs> Don't wave <laughs> your $2,000 iPhone around, right? Like that. That's not something that you might want to do. Maybe on the don't do that. Yeah. We're like but... anywhere. Yeah, anywhere up. in the U.S. too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was living in Chicago. The U.S. Was... is a scarier place than most <laughs> other places, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that that I learned. I learned. I, I was like, I was uh, backpacking, or not? I don't backpack so much anymore. But like, you know, had a backpack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in South <laughs> in South America, and uh, everyone was just so lovely and open and welcoming and brought me in and just I was I was dancing with them and making all these new friends and yeah I wasn't waving around my two thousand dollar iPhone but like you know immediately as I hey. came back to Chicago where I lived for a few years I felt the energy difference and I was being followed from the subway and I just felt very unsafe and it was like okay like this isn't my reality but. You know, I just, there's, there's differences you have to be You just, you just touched on it perfectly. It's like once you've gone through the deconditioning process to be able to distinguish between danger and fear and to be able to fully trust your intuition, then trust it. Right. So mm-hmm. obviously like don't go to a shady place and be like, oh yeah, I'm so confident and cool. This is all great. Like yeah. <laughs> trust your instinct. Like if it feels shady, don't fucking go there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a beautiful example of you encountering that here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm Just all for the plot, instinct. right? Like do it for the plot when it's, you know, safe and intuitively. Right. Within reason. Kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> a plot within reason. Some, yeah, plot within reason where at the end the main character, aka you, survives with like a grand lesson and a beautiful We life. love that outcome. Yeah. yeah. We love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, love that's that story. the outcome. <laughs> 
Perfect. And okay, last question. I like to start with play, end with play. Well, how is play part of your daily life? What do you do that feels oh like play? Oh my God. So much of my life feels like play. Um, existing. Mm. <laughs> Existing feels very playful these days. I think a lot of my interactions with my nearest and dearest, like all of my closest friends, it's all play. Like we FaceTime on the regular and it's just idiots, like very highly professional, (laughs) highly intelligent humans. But if you caught us out of context, you'd be like, oh my God, what are they doing? Um, There's a lot of, a lot of dance, a lot of singing, like music will always be a very beautifully playful thing for me. Um, yeah, all yeah. of that. Just being Dancing. a goof, man. Not taking myself yeah. too seriously. All of it. I love that. And I've seen your stories you've posted about your morning dance wake-ups. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these these are – that's the people. That's the vibe. <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a beautiful example. Yeah, my best friend and business partner in the Medicine Connective, <laughs> like, often will – and she's even had a baby in the last year, and she still does this – She'll like somehow get up before me in the morning and run into the room with a speaker and some dumb song and not even dancing cool. Like there is no cool dancing that happens on these morning dances. It's just the silliest shit and it's great. And you guys should tune in if you ever get a chance. <laughs> yes. And honestly, the the best way to wake up is with, with dance and goofy, goofy dance. You're shaking yeah. your body, you're shaking things up and you're putting yourself in just such a beautiful vibration. So Absolutely. I love it whenever I see those stories of you <laughs> and the dances. So keep on posting those. Um, Gladly. Oh, okay. Before we close, uh, and so people can watch these stories of the, the beautiful fun dances, um, <laughs> if you could tell everyone what the best way to reach you and find out more about the work that you're doing. Yeah. So um, at the.medicine.connective is um, the company handle. So that's where you'll see a lot of the pictures and videos from our actual trips. Um, then my personal handle is at Dukes Lindsay, D-U-K-E-S-L-A-N-D-S-E-Y. That's where you'll see all of the morning dances and like the behind the scenes stuff yeah. that's happening <laughs> during the trips or like the silliness that's just happening in day-to-day life. Um, yeah. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the show notes uh, so people can reach out to you. I'll link that in the community as well on Facebook and on Instagram. You guys will see all of it because you definitely should tune in, follow, go on one of these retreats um, that are life-changing. Because I know that people are listening, you're, you're tuning in because you're looking for transformation, connection, and play. And Lindsay, you put all of that beautifully together on these trips. Um, so I love to see it. So thank you so much for sharing your story of transformation, connection, and play with us today. (laughs) I'm just so grateful to have, you know, have you on and catch up with you a little bit more. Uh, So thank you. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And yeah, let's continue the conversation and yeah, keep this train rolling. Yes. Let's do it. Perfect. And thank you, Navigators, for tuning in to today's episode. I hope her story resonated with you and has inspired some type of transformation in your uh, your life as well. Uh, So see you all in the next adventure. And there you have it, fellow Navigators. If this episode has sparked a desire for your own transformative adventure, don't keep letting self-doubt stand in your way. Remember, you might just be one trip away from changing your life. So are you ready to take the leap into solo travel? If the answer is yes, I am offering 
five spots into my one-on-one confidence coaching program this month. And this will be your chance to really uncover your travel aspirations, understand what's been holding you back and building a confidence strategy together so that you can finally get on your very first solo travel adventure and experience these transformations for yourself. Book those spots now. I'm offering free 45-minute sessions just so that we can chat and see where you're at. And that's at travelnottoescape.com slash confidence. I'll see you there. Until next time, keep exploring, connecting, and playing, and safe travels, navigators. Bye.